those keyboard parts come in, right, guys? I gotta know when that happens. All right, joining me over there on the other side of the screen, not just one, not just two, but uh, several compadres here in this nerdy world that we call pro wrestling. Robert DeFelis, my faithful friend, our, our resident Seth Rollins lookalike. He's burning it down in the state that looks like a certain part of the male genitalia. Of course, that I'm is sp- correct. That is uh, the great sunny state of Florida. And then the man in the center, the Folk City Hustler. I've known him for quite some time, many, many a year, strumming the guitar. He is our New Japan expert. Also, our legal analysis. He's, he's our legal analyst. Uh, whenever we have to send someone to a courtroom, specifically the Cook County courtroom, right, a short, uh, brief walk from the from the Blue Line in downtown Chicago, we send <laughs> Ross Berman. Uh, if you if you followed our coverage uh, earlier this year of the big CM Punk uh, Dr. Amon trial, Ross was a big part of that. And then every week you can check out the work he does with us on New Japan Wednesdays, which uh, you guys got to check this out. If you're a fan of New Japan, maybe you're maybe you're a casual New Japan fan and you're getting into that time of year. Ross, you know that we're building up to the big old egg dome man we're gonna be at the egg the tokyo dome january 4th we're gonna be there now i I, i'm already expecting some people to ask me why am i wearing this t-shirt why am i wearing this big old puffy coat that makes me look like uh i'm one of the dudes from uh game of thrones reason for that is the studio i'm in is very very cold and i hope wherever you are that you're warm uh, I do want to get a Game of Thrones look. <laughs> it's a little bit of a game. It's just a little bit of a throny look. Just going for the throny look. Uh, do you want to get to the biggest uh, stories of the day? Uh, and w- while we're on that, I do want to remind you: if you like the show, subscribe to the podcast of it. If you can't watch the whole thing, maybe you're going to jump out in a few minutes or something like that. The whole show goes up on iTunes, TuneIn, any podcasting app that you have. And you can also stream it on demand at WrestleZone.com. So go and check that out. We do want to get into the big stories over at WrestleZone.com. Alexa Bliss, she tweeted this out today. It looks like she's getting back into the ring. Now, she did, she did reportedly suffer some concussions, which made WWE trepidatious about what her role would be. Now, certainly it's, it didn't seem like we we're going to see less of her on television. We just weren't going to see her in the ring. And they've uh, moved her into kind of this overseer. They called her the overseer, which sounds like a magic magical person, of the women's division on Raw. Now, they did that on this week's uh, critically lambasted episode of Monday Night Raw. But Alexa Bless getting back in there. And I, I got to remind people, I, I think some fans really get down there and say, Ugh, she's this, she's that. Every time she comes out to the ring, she gets a reaction. And guess what? You're not supposed to like heels. People forget that. Very true. It's a good point. Ross, what do you think of the return of Alexa Bliss? What does this do for the women's side on Raw? Because SmackDown is certainly outshining them right now. I mean, I think Alexa Bliss really does represent a uh, a member of the youth movement in Raw. I mean, because Raw is a little more all over the place age-wise with their women's division. You have people as young as uh, Alexa Bliss. You have uh, newcomers like Ronda Rousey. But at the same time, you also have your legends in there like Mickey James. You have Tamina Snuka. You have uh, uh, some, some, more, some people with a little more tenure, whereas uh, I would describe the SmackDown women's division is a bit more youth oriented. And so I think Alexa coming back to the, uh, to the raw women's division is going to create just a, a little bit more of that, uh, millennial movement that, uh, Ronda Rousey has been chastising on, uh, on Twitter. Uh, you know, I enjoy all the people joining us on the live chat as, as we say, it's the most interactive show in all of wrestling media. That's the, that's the tagline we're trying to go for here. I love it. We had people singing along with the theme song. People are excited about Alexa Bliss coming back. Uh, and uh, Sean Ridge saying, oh, I love the heels. Who doesn't love a bad guy or a bad gal? Okay. Who's going to be the bad gal? Come on. Uh, and she can throw a toothpick in your face. Let's see it. La- ladies, mm-hmm. ladies, pimps, too. Go and brush some shoulders off. Uh, hey, I still maintain. <laughs> go, go ahead. Go. I'm going to call the shots here. Robert, you go. Then your turn, Ross. Okay. Okay. Uh- with Alexa Bliss, I got to admit, I was surprised here. I kind of thought that maybe we had seen the official, unofficial, you know, hey, she's going to be outside the ring from now on. But I'm glad to see her getting back in the ring. She needs to become a 10-time champion in the next six months. So, you know, she's got some work to do. Yeah, she's achieved a lot in a very short amount of time. She was the first one to, sure to win the title on both brands. Uh, was certainly came out of nowhere because I mean I think when she got the call up people were kind of surprised like she had done some things in NXT but it didn't feel like what other women had done there before and then when she got up you saw this whole other much meaner much more pronounced 
crowd in her hand kind of mentality that she was able to go with and also a lot of better in-ring performances now i haven't seen a barn burner match from her but you can't deny i don't think there's a uh you know maybe probably becky lynch right now but in terms of heels i don't think there's a better female villain that wwe has right now that provokes a reaction everywhere she goes nice jack Yes, Nia Jax is getting there, but she doesn't have the promos that Alexa Bliss does. No, she doesn't. I mean, if you really think about it, no disrespect to Charlotte Flair, but Charlotte Flair will always be too dominant to be like her father. Mm. She's an ass kicker. She's she is her own thing. Ric Flair was not an ass kicker. Ric Flair was someone who could talk a big game, get his ass kicked, and sometimes squeak out with the victory. And that's Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss is the closest thing either women's division has to Ric Flair. Maybe Becky Lynch, but again, too dominant to really be a Ric Flair. Ric Flair is that scrappy, heel-sniveling coward. And I think that only Alexa Bliss can do that. And so whether she's overseeing the uh, Raw women's division, whether she's in the ring, she's an invaluable asset to a a show that needs legitimate heels. All right, of course, uh, Becky coming up here in the conversation. Last night, SmackDown highlighted by a very, very big match being made. Becky Lynch, the hottest, most talked about WWE superstar of the moment. She is clear to compete. She'll be back in the ring at WWE TLC. Now, I don't know if we'll see her on television before then. Coming back from a concussion and a broken orbital bone and broken nose at the hands of Nia Jax just six days before she was supposed to have a highlighted match with the celebrity champion of raw ronda rousey uh now this was a big match it's still gonna happen at some point we're gonna get ronda rousey and becky lynch in there but we're getting another taste of what i think has been the the best women's feud of the year for wwe and that's charlotte and becky lynch and we're gonna get them in the ring and oscar's gonna be there oscar being added to the mix at tlc what does this do to this match it was pretty exciting end of uh, smackdown smackdown significantly better than raw this week but what do you think of Asuka being out of the mix and also uh, Charlotte and Becky kind of being lit up again? I think that I sent you my immediate reaction on Messenger as soon as it was made. I said, now, now that's a match. Now that is a match I want to see a lot more of. A triple threat women's TLC between three of the most legit badasses in the division. This is going to be the match that everybody leaves TLC talking about. Mm. Uh, Jermaine Guillory saying uh, Charlotte Flair is entitled. Other people saying they're just excited to see the match. Some people saying they can't see Becky Lynch losing this title. Uh, you know, so a lot of people already into it. And then, uh, of course, some people already saying that we're going to get Becky versus Rousey at WrestleMania. I'll put money on it. Um, you know, just a lot here. But for what looked like, you know, was going to be kind of like felt like a placeholder show to get to the big things we had for Royal Rumble on paper. TLC is a pretty solid show, despite everyone coming down on Raw this week. It's got some really hot matches. We're getting this triple threat with Asuka, a, a character that people have wanted to see something from since WrestleMania, and they haven't done a whole lot with her since then. And uh, We're going to get Becky Lynch, the hottest talker, the the, the most talked about, most in, uh, igniting character, and Charlotte Flair has hit some of the best in-ring performances with Becky Lynch this year. All three of them in one match. You're getting the brand new heel Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles for the title. So those two matches are pretty strong already. And I think it's not a bad pay-per-view on paper, but where does WWE make this show not feel like, like I mentioned, like a placeholder before we get to Royal Rumble and the real kickoff of Mania season? I mean, I think part of it's timing, and I think part of it is stuff that WWE has no control over. Like last year's TLC, this one has a lot of injuries that yeah. are plaguing it. I mean, last year you saw viral meningitis take out uh, most of the main event that they had, and they, I think they had about a weekend to put together what was a pretty decent show. And this one, Braun Strowman's out. He's got that elbow thing. Uh, Alexa Bliss is out. She might come back eventually. She's in the ring, but we don't. We she's not certain for the event, and mm -hmm. it just shows that this is one of the benefits. I know people were decrying the new uh, British wrestling. Uh, restrictions, but this is one of the benefits of the fact that WWE has the deepest roster they've ever had. I mean, you can you lose uh, uh, an Alexa Bliss, you can slot an Asuka in. You lose a Braun Strowman, you can slot whoever they find for that Baron Corbin uh, multi-man match that's being rumored. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be chaotic. It's going to be unpredictable, especially thanks to these injuries. And I, I think part of that is WWE just knowing how to react to stuff like this now. 
Good point. Uh, I think overall, I think the show can supersede expectations. It's been happening so much with pay-per-views where people think, you know, the long episodes of Raw or this or that and the week to week to week. The expectations for week to week content from WWE now are so high. They're so high. And I, my, my thing is, like, I'm okay if it's not week to week consistent. If it's kind of month to month consistent, I'm pretty happy with that, considering all of the setbacks they've had. You know, considering all the things that have happened outside of the ring, you have a team, uh, a production team that has a lot of moving pieces on the table and a lot of different things and a lot of things. And you have performers then that also have to deal with that. So my thought process is WWE's doing a pretty solid job with what they got going on here. And hopefully it doesn't affect any long-term plans because we're getting some, you know, Charlotte versus Ronda was a match we thought we were going to get at WrestleMania. It just felt like that was the indication of what was going to happen. And then we got it at Survivor Series. Uh, so there's a lot of different things they've had to do. Some people say bring NXT call-ups here. Other people say uh, Becky Flair will not fight. They will team up the whole match. Oh, that'd be interesting. Could they turn on Asuka and get her out of this thing? I, I mean, I would be... I think... Go yeah. ahead. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Look, I think I think uh, the idea that Becky Lynch is going to team up with Charlotte is exciting, but she also just changed her Twitter to say that she only hugs people she doesn't like when she's got a concussion. <laughs> so there's clearly some animosity there. I mean, yes, they are the four horsewomen, and anything can happen in WWE. Anything can can and will happen. But I also I don't think they're going to deprive. So either Charlotte pulling Becky off of a ladder or Becky pulling Charlotte off of a ladder. Well, the just thing because, is, Ross, just because Oscar happens to be there. Ross, the thing is, when I hug someone, when the man hugs someone, I hug him like a man. I hit you in the back so I can find your weaknesses and smell your blood so I can get close to you. The man's coming through. Uh, I'm gonna dis. I'm gonna rip off someone's arm. Who wants a high five from a dis a dis a, a loose limb? Uh, I don't have I don't have a good Char I don't have a good Becky Lynch I can't do Charlotte yeah, but I'm working it's pretty good yeah, 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 a little bit a little bit a little bit uh, so, uh, let's hear Logan Blade jumping in the chat saying Charlotte going to get attacked from Ronda at TLC could could Ronda get in the mix could Ronda Rousey cross lines could she go red to bloom become purple what's gonna happen I think the only one here who's got no other thing on her mind other than that championship is Asuka. Mm. Nia's thinking about Becky. Becky's thinking about Ronda. Charlotte's thinking about everybody. Let's not forget, Asuka was a deathmatch like queen in FMW, and I would not be surprised to see Asuka do some dangerous things with tables, ladders, and chairs. Mm, 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 mm. Uh, this question about Daniel Bryan not appearing on SmackDown last night. Of course, AJ Styles kind of keeping that pot stirring, responding to him. And, of course, Daniel Bryan getting on uh, social media saying, I wasn't there because I'm the new Daniel Bryan. And the old Daniel Bryan would wrestle 225 times in one year. The new Daniel Bryan is not a masochist. So, like, <laughs> uh, he is uh, firmly planted in being a completely new professional wrestler. Dare I say a little bit of one we've seen before. If, you, if you're familiar with his work in Ring of Honor, he kind of did the same thing where all of his matches would be barn burners. But at the end of the day, he would find the cheapest and the most least conflictive or least risky way to get out with the Ring of Honor world title. And we're getting a little bit of the, that simple psychology applied now to this new heel character, which is entertaining. You can you can like you can like some of your heels, but you don't have to love what they do. And I got to say, uh, AJ Styles had one biting line saying, you know, what you're doing is a real raw thing to do right now. And what we do here on my house is we actually show up to the show and compete when we're allowed to. And so, uh, you know, people saying he just kind of pulled on it here. Uh, while, we're, while we're jumping in here, uh, Matthew Kinsey giving writing a paragraph that blocks you out there. Look how big it is on the screen. Uh, he brings up ECW 2001, saying that the roster is deeper then, and the roster isn't that deep now uh, in terms of what's going on with WWE. I can't disagree more. I would say WWE's would... roster is the deepest it's ever been because of the the, the strength and the now fulfillment of how, what they've done with developmental and a worldwide expansion. 
I was going to say, are we really going to point to the age when they were pushing Tyson Tomko as their deepest roster? I mean, this is that's mm-hmm. ridiculous, especially mm-hmm. that time period. Like, yeah. don't get me wrong. I, lo- I came about I came of age in wrestling in 2002, 2003. It was a fine time, but Billy Gunn was still on television. Yes. So we can't pretend that it was the deepest roster ever. They had a lot of people in OVW. They yeah. had plenty of people in OVW. And Jim Cornette has gone on rant after rant about what they did with the people in OVW. Um, I, and right after the ECW invasion, that area also not, maybe they had more people, which again, I doubt they didn't have this many brands, but they had, they were scraping the bottom of the barrel for ECW and WCW talent in 2001. Anyone will tell you that. I mean, they, it just, it's a flagrant, uh, it's flagrant. Uh, I don't know what to call it. It's, it's, it's confabulation it's it has me word points of the day robert what do you think just saying that rob conway is not a star (laughs) hey do not insult a former nwa champion the man has wrestled in the tokyo dome uh excuse me look at him rob uh in in the words of of poet laureate fred durst it's my way or the highway all right and it's the conway so don't do that okay let's not do that guys uh, also, a reminder from that period: three words, veto in address. There we go, veto in address. Thank you. All right. So, <clears throat> some people getting this. What about our, we're jumping into questions here? We'll get into some other big stories, and I do want to talk about the elite. We have a lot coming up with the elite. So, all you guys who are fans of all everything outside of WWE, we'll get into that as well. Uh, I do want to take this question, Batista? Are we going to get more big outside stars? Brock Lesnar kind of exists in that. And that kind of realm of feature guys that can float in and out for big matches. But a lot of people think that we were going to get Batista, especially after his tease at SmackDown 1000 about a month and a half ago. Do do we still see Batista out of the mix sometime coming up before WrestleMania? I think yes. We'll know more about the Royal Rumble. I can't see Batista doing anything that he doesn't want to. Yeah. And I think he really wanted that Triple H match. So if they don't give him that, it's going to have to be something really enticing. And I don't know if Batista Brock Lesnar is enticing for Batista. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What say you, Ross? I think I think Batista, from everything he said, it it all depends on WWE. He's been very adamant that he wants to come back. When he was doing Guardians of the Galaxy, he said he'd be fine to come back. Now, now that he's in limbo with Guardians of the Galaxy, depending on James Gunn's status, he's he's you know looking for stuff to do. And if W, especially if WWE keeps getting plagued by this injury bug they've been getting, I mean, Triple H is out. We don't know when Braun Strowman's coming back. We don't know when a lot of people are coming back. Throw him in there. I'm not saying push him to the moon, but he needs to, uh, he'd, he'd be a worthy investment, I, I think. Especially he for me. He's, he's the guardian of the galaxy. He's booked the Don't put the title on him. Just give him a rock match or <laughs> something. We can't give him the title you know, if he's going to be out there in the galaxy, Ross. Okay? It's, it's <laughs> completely out of our jurisdiction. That's an actual universal champion now. Good yes, point. Fair point. It's a very You've good point. You've already talked me out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I thought the Texarkana championship was something special. We got guys defending <laughs> cruiserweight titles on the moon. <laughs> I mean, they're flying enough as it is. Lower in the gravity? It's ridiculous. All right, let's get into the real topic and tease of the show. It's been uh, one of the bigger things in the world of wrestling. And uh, it's obviously interesting to a lot of people because it exists, and it's very active and very provocative outside of WWE and their their international platform. And that is the elite, possibly, uh, the, the guys formerly known as the Bullet Club, are you know the biggest wrestling entity Outside of WWE at the moment, in terms of uh, what they sell in merchandise, what they sell at live at ticket sales, what what they are as a driving force digitally on a lot of different platforms and a lot of different events. We saw it this year with All In. We saw it in the Chris Jericho cruise. We've seen it at Hot Topics and malls. Uh, yesterday, we made jokes about Lids, another stall, another store at your local mall. What's your favorite mall store, Ross? Oh, my favorite mall store, hands down, is Spencer Gifts. Spencer Gifts. You want to go over to Spencer oh, yeah. Gifts, get yourself a 25-year-old poster of Pamela Anderson. Maybe get yourself you some some uh, some of those light-up neon posters that you would have in your room when you were a teenager. You can go over there. It's across the way from the Hot Topic at your local mall where, you know, this this – Maverick Group has sold tons of different merch and done a lot of different things and developed their own, uh, you know, really different rebellious brand of wrestling that consistently thumbs its nose at WWE to the point where it mocks it. 
Uh, and they do that on a web series. They've been doing uh, uh, quite a bit of that recently. Uh, now we found out through 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 tactful reporting uh, that they filed for a di- several different trademarks, specifically All Elite Wrestling, All Out. Some people think this is leading up to a, a, a reported group that Chris Jericho and Jim Ross may be involved with. There is a big money backer involved from the Khan family who uh, uh, currently owns a big a piece of the Jacksonville Jaguars and another EPL team over in the uh, European football world. So the thing is, a lot of money, a lot of movement, a lot of people talking, and you have guys that have a vision. Does the elite change the game of wrestling on a whole nother level with this potential new brand or potential new project? Ross, you have a better eye on this thing, covering New Japan and covering a lot. What do they do? What do you think is going on here? I think, uh, I mean, at the moment, there's no TV deal, so there's very little. They've, they've registered some trademarks very recently for All Elite Wrestling, AEW, uh, All Out, uh, All Out Double or Nothing, and also something called Tuesday Night Dynamite. Mm. Um, but other than that, there is nothing known outside of the fact that this might be happening. There is the uh, the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars' son is the one that might is has been linked to possibly being the money man behind this. Um, as far as I know, it does not affect any Wrestle Kingdom plans. Everything at Wrestle Kingdom will be fine. Uh, there is a history in New Japan of waiting for big transitions of talent for either New Year's Dash or the tours after that. Uh, best example: AJ Styles in uh, 2016 left at New Year's Dash. Um, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura left uh, shortly after, mm-hmm. but uh, I would say if anything happens, it's going to be after Wrestle Kingdom and until those TV deals are in place, it, anything's possible. This could be something that'll work in tandem with New Japan and Ring of Honor. They're also setting up in WWE's backyard. They're in Jacksonville. That's the mailing address for all of the All Elite, uh, All Elite Wrestling trademarks. Is the Jacksonville Jaguars headquarters only two and a half hours away from winter park florida so you don't know Mm. where exactly this could be heading but uh cody has spoken about wanting to work in a g1 soon so i gotta believe a new japan ring of honor partnership is not out of the the realm of possibility especially with that madison square garden show in uh april can they do and we we've talked about how these guys leaving ring of honor leaving new japan forming this other group it, it, you know, wrestling feels very, very wild in, in flux right now in a fun, fun way, though WWE is still very much powerful and I don't see anyone competing with them. Let's get that out of our heads right away. All right, but I see a lot of very active alternative brands and th- these guys certainly want their own thing under their own rules with calling their own shots. That's what they're going for. But they're clearly not going to do this on their own. They have some backing. They have some financial, you know, financial muscle behind this. We can see the connections to the Jacksonville Jaguar family, the cons. And um, when all this kind of comes together, where does Ring of Honor and New Japan get affected? Are they involved in this? Or are they completely cut out? I mean, it's it's all going to depend on who signs. Because like right now, the only people that would be even eligible to sign anything would be Cody Rhodes, Brandy Rhodes, or Chris Jericho. Otherwise, everyone else still has a deal that they are in the process of finishing up. And I think the best way to put it is we will have to just kind of wait. If anything happens, we're going to know in 2019. It'll be after Wrestle Kingdom. And, I mean, I don't know. I know I know New Japan's not very happy about the Joey Ryan uh, defenses that Cody just made. He defended the IWGP United States Championship first in a staring contest, then in a game of Dwayne paper scissors, and then I believe the last one was a thumb war. It is looking like New Japan won't be counting those defenses when they talk about all uh, official defenses of the IWGP and United the, States Championship. Are, New Japan, in terms of their presentation, loves saying how many defenses a champion it had. You see it exactly. Like, when it pops up on the screen, you see a guy and he says he's a champion. You can see he's defended the title this many times. Uh, but they like those defenses to mean something. Yeah. If it's defended in a staring contest, if it's defended in anything other than a wrestling match, they're going to have a problem with that. This does suggest Cody might be in no Fs given mode. You know, if he's mm. just if he's just treating the United, IWGP United States Championship like a like a prop like this, because it really was. It was a prop in a segment between him and Joey Ryan. And this was over in Australia, um, World Series of Wrestling. This has been going on this yes. this week, correct? Yes. So yeah, have, you, and and then, then you also add in just how blatant the WWE references are getting in 
being the elite. I mean, he's naming Mark Carano by name. I wouldn't be surprised if that's another case, Cody, just being he's ready to strike out on his own. And so he's he's willing to say whatever heat I get is the heat I get. Yeah. I think that the relationship they have with New Japan is an important one, though. I don't think he's so ready to just shit all over that, you know. I hope he isn't. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, I, you know, go like on, I said, it. like I said, it might just be them throw it. The the Joey Ryan injury threw a wrench in plans. Yeah. They may not have wanted to defend the title against an impromptu challenger, <laughs> but at the same time, he's definitely he's definitely treating this last month like a victory lap he's saying his match with jay lethal is going to be his last one in ring of honor he's uh i don't know there's talk of uh you know we don't know when it's going to happen we don't know when it's going to happen but we know that it's looking like cody rhodes is acting more and more like a a personality without a master someone who serves himself possibly yeah um is is he now with the things that are going on with new japan and kind of them being upset that's the word right we don't have any confirmation completely no I, confirmation but sure, i've heard from a but couple you have places to assume this they is com- happy this is completely counteractive to their presentation their branding uh, yeah. uh, in terms of what they want uh, out of their talent though cody's being a, a pretty big star for them he's been involved in some very big main events for them he th- those matches they did in california and arenas he was main eventing those uh, and they- he was main ev- but the shows he's been main eventing have not been drawing the way new japan would like you look at uh the dominion main event him kota ibushi and kenny omega in a three-way match for the iwgp championship sounds like a hot match out- Sounds like a hot did man. not out did not outdraw uh, Kazuchika Okada versus Evil the year before and wow. in the same arena. Mm. Um, the long the Long Beach shows have been fine, but they're not exactly marquee sellouts. The last New Japan Long Beach show had a number of empty seats on the hard camera side. <clears throat> you can't really point to Cody's drawing ability in New Japan right now. You can't even really. I mean, they didn't put him in the G one. He wasn't in tag league. He does not seem to be a. He's not a featured star of New Japan. He just happens to hold one of their belts, which they have why? about a dozen now. I mean, but why put it? Why put any championship on him then? In that circumstance, well, it's the United States Championship though. It's that American expansion. True. And Cody Rhodes yeah. is a hot star in America. And now mm-hmm. we're talking about the entire Western uh, audience of New Japan leaving for all elite wrestling. If that's what they're going for, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we can't sit here yeah. and pretend that Westernization for New Japan has been a success when. The, when Kazuchika Okada versus Evil outdraws Kota Ibushi, Kenny Omega, and Cody Rhodes in a three-way match, the first three-way match for the IWGP title in about 10 years, and no one really cared in Japan. No one mm. really cared in America. And now all of the elite looks like they're trying to go form their own company. It, I, it doesn't speak well for New Japan's attempts to enter into this market. So who gets hurt more by this? Uh, we've been asking that question if, if, if they are indeed their own separate group. Uh, and you take uh, the elite. The elite, the elite get-, get more hurt by this because they don't have the new. If they if they actually burn that bridge, they don't have the new Japan backing. Whereas New Japan, if Cody leaves, if the Bucks leave, if even Kenny Omega leaves, they have a number of homegrown talents, i.e., Tetsuya Naito, that the home that the fans want to see win. American fans, European fans, Japanese fans are ra- waiting for redemption of guys like Tetsuya Naito, like Sonata, like Evil, like Zack Saber Jr. And mm. ultimately. They can focus on the guys that want to be there. They have these guys who, yes, a lot of uh, Western fans like the elite, but the elite clearly don't want to be New Japan guys. They want to be elite guys. Mm-hmm. Um, now, and whether... I just want to ask this question. Go ahead, Russell. What happens to all three of these promotions when the shiny elite bubble finally bursts and that whole boom goes away? Then, te- then New Japan can rest its laurels on guys like Tetsuya Naito. They can put the title back on Kazuchika Okada. Even Jay White is proving a more successful Bullet Club leader than Kenny Omega was. Wow. They've got New Japan's doing fine. It's the elite guys that are kind of floundering on their own uh, I'm just la- island right I'm now. I'm just laughing at the, you, 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 uh, you using the word fine. That was such a fun thing that they were playing with there. Um, you, you, you're throwing a lot of hot bombs here. Throwing a lot of hot bombs here, Ross. You're you're never you're never one to not uh you know play the the most fiery card that you can. 
like Gambit from the X-Men here. Uh, now, this does lead me to everything else that you're doing with New Japan Wednesdays. You have a big feature up at the website, russellzone.com. Go and check it out. It's wonderful if you don't follow New Japan week to week. It catches you up. Like with me, I, I find myself kind of like the end of the G1 is when I could kind of catch up on everything. And I would read your articles, and they were very, very good for that. And I suggest that, especially to fans that are like, I know those guys, but what is this guy? What this fills in all those dots for you. Nothing uh, lost in tr- translation, which is perfect uh, movie reference for Japan. Where does this lead us Absolutely. going? Uh, we, we have that. We have the tag league finals are coming up this week. Uh, and no, no, the tag lead finals are on December 9th. The, I mean, we're going into that final stage though. Yes. We're, we're in the next, like, we're yes. in the last little gallop here. That coming out of that, we're our next, our next big event that we're going to get to is Wrestle Kingdom, one of the biggest wrestling events of the year, especially second only, really only to uh, WrestleMania. We got a lot of going on with that car. What other uh, building blocks is, does New Japan have to fill before we get there? And uh, does all this elite stuff kind of hang over it as well at the same time? Oh, the elite stuff absolutely hangs over. I mean, the main event is Hiroshi Tanahashi taking on Kenny Omega, not only for the IWGP uh, championship, but essentially for the soul of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Kenny Omega was very quick to start becoming an anti-Japanese heel once he got that belt, calling Tetsuya Naito lazy, talking about uh, how Japanese talent just don't seem to have the drive that the Western talent have. And Hiroshi Tanahashi has been... uh, cutting him off at every, every turn, trying to prove that even at 42, he's got more in his little pinky than Kenny Omega does in his whole body. And so I think Ooh. how that match goes, so goes New Japan's hopes, uh, so does New Japan's direction for westernization. Because while whether Omega wins, whether Tanahashi wins, they're making big changes to the commentary crew. They're adding Chris Charlton to the Wrestle Kingdom uh team he's the guy that wrote uh lion's pride eggshells the book about the tokyo dome he's been providing uh translations for all the promo all the japanese promos he's an absolutely solid hand you got kevin kelly they just added excalibur to the world tag league the english commentary is now in a position to whether it's japanese talent whether it's english talent australian whoever the english commentary team is is there to be the kind of uh the guide that they have needed to be all along this year was kind of spotty you had kevin you have kevin kelly trying to uh train guys like rocky romero chucky e. t uh, on the air literally during the shows he's training these guys while they're doing commentary with him they had a bit of a low period where they replaced kevin kelly with mavs uh gillis i believe was his name and also lanny poffo to uh much to the fan's chagrin mm. and now it's looking like it's going to be that either three or four man booth of Don Callis, Chris Charlton, Kevin Kelly, and or Excalibur. And there's a lot of shakeup of whether or not uh, Jim Ross on the Axis TV side on the syndicate, the the complete, you know, the cable version in the states is whether he's going to stick around. Some people say he won't be well, it's, around. It's sounding, it's yeah, it's sounding like he's wrapped up. He's okay. done at the end of this year, 2019. He want, Axis is going to be doing a much closer mm. broadcast of all of the events, not just Wrestle Kingdom, but they're going to try to do same week airings okay. of every New Japan big event, and so that will likely include the Kevin Kelly commentary that comes from the live broadcast. And you'll need the v- um, you'll need the VOs that within the promotion as well. Like yeah. the talent itself has been asking for Kevin Kelly. Oh. Yes. No, he's, he, he's an invaluable guy, especially with Chris Charlton, who knows the history of uh, New Japan inside and out. The man has made some fantastic calls and during his trial period. I'm excited to see what he does on the Tokyo Dome stage. Yeah, he's a great hand. I, I love his work on eggshells. It's a wonderful podcast, postwrestling.com. Go check those guys out. They're wonderful people who make cool stuff. That's right. We work on a wrestling website, and we'll talk about other wrestling websites that are cool because we're nerds and we love each other. Um, I do want to uh, jump into all your questions here, just free flow in here once again check out new japan wednesdays new japan wednesdays that is over at wrestlezone.com uh what's uh, big and hopping in this week's article ross uh big news right now is the charlton edition then also the fact that uh tomorrow morning at 4 30 in the morning we will be continuing world tag league uh the <laughs> and you will hit yourself leaders. at 4 30 in the morning <laughs> 4.30 in the morning, EST. I'll be up, baby. Red Bull. Red Bull Red keeping me through. Um, but, yeah, not only will the uh, tournament leaders, Evil and Sonata, be taking on Tomohiro Ishii and Toro Yanu. Both teams have 10 points. They're tied at the top of the uh, tournament, so a lot of momentum will come out of that match. Also, Zack Sabre Jr. and Tai Chi will be taking on their Suzuki Gun Stable mates of Minoru Suzuki and Takashi Izuka. So that'll be an interesting time. And... In a giant, giant main event, Jay White, Bad Luck Fale, and Taiji Ishimori will be taking on, get this, 
Hiroshi Tanahashi teaming up with Kazuchika Okada what? for the first time ever, and then joining them will also be Kushida, the ace of the junior heavyweights. Wow. And this is, the, it's, it's going to be the 29th, and for many other shows, Okada, Tanahashi will be working together to take on Jay White ahead of Okada's match with White at the Tokyo Dome. For WWE fans, that's like John Cena and Randy Orton like tagging together in like 2011. It just wouldn't happen. Yes. You uh, know what exactly. that Kushida add-on sounds like is the uh, invasion match where you've got all these names and then Chris Jericho. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hi. Yep. <laughs> well, Kushida, Kushida at least makes sense because he's taken on Taichi Ishimori for the uh, for defending the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship at the Tokyo Dome. So everyone, everyone in this match outside of Bad Luck Fale has some history, and then Fale just likes to beat people up, so he doesn't need history. F him. That's what I say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now I don't know the next time I'll have you on here. I'll have you on here soon, but I do want to talk about this. This is up in the corner here. Let's flip this around mm-hmm. if I can get it going here. All the way over in the corner, G1 Supercard. Now, G1 Supercard, uh, now, most people just know this as Ring of Honor in New Japan at Madison Square Garden. It's a big deal. It'll likely be streaming on Honor Club. It'll be on New Japan World. It'll be the night before WrestleMania. It will be, without a shadow of a doubt, the biggest Ring of Honor show of all time, and if not, one of the biggest New Japan shows of all time. Seeing them play Madison Square Garden in New York City in WWE's backyard during their WrestleMania week. Now, this all elite stuff plays into all of that. New Japan stuff plays into all of that. Who's a big player on this thing with so much in flux, so much moving, especially we're going to know by the end of January, but how does this show get affected by all that? Because I could see a lot of people not happy if they don't see themselves from Cody Rhodes. They don't see some Young Bucks and, and Kenny Omega and, and those big stars. If they don't see a, a Hiroshi Tanahashi or an Okada, they, they got to have some big guns and some big matches on this show. Um, they do, they will, they'll need, I mean, obviously Okada will be there. Obviously Naito will be there. Tanahashi, your, your new Japan classics. Uh, I take issue with you saying it's the biggest new Japan show of all time, biggest new Japan show of all time in America. I mean, they're going to do 60 something people, 60 something thousand in the Tokyo dome. And yeah. they pretty regularly do stuff the size of Madison square Ross, Garden, but Ross, in the, America, it's the, it's the biggest in terms of the Western American shows, the biggest show they've ever done outside of the, outside of Japan, outside of their backyard. This is a big, yes. big deal. You're doing it right near WWE. That's why it's a big deal. That's what I mean. Yes. And, and Mickey Mantle hit more home runs than Babe Ruth, but he also had more games that asterisk is there for a reason. Um, anyway, anyway, <laughs> The theater kid coming through with sports references. Thank you, Billy Crystal. Um, <laughs> let's see. But no, it's going to be a big show. It's going to be huge for Ring of Honor, obviously. I think anyone that's still under contract with Ring of Honor come January when they don't have uh, this all of this contract worry about people like the Bucks. I mean, Christopher Daniels, uh, Silas Young, plenty of people letting their contracts expire. But guys like Jeff Cobb, guys like Jonathan Gresham, guys that are really starting to come up in the uh, Ring of Honor world right now are definitely going to be on that card, I would assume. Um, the Women of Honor, are it's going to be their biggest platform since they started that entire uh, division. So Sumi Sakai, the current Women of Honor champion, going to be likely heavily featured. It's, it's going to be huge for Ring of Honor. It's going to be good for New Japan, especially if they can focus on new japan matchups and it doesn't feel like global wars in a bigger building you know what i mean where it's like with a lot of global war shows they do the roh versus new japan matches that take place in a vacuum kind of thing yeah i'm, I'm hoping some of these have some storyline behind oh, them you, you, Hopefully you, if they you're will. gonna do I mean, yeah if you're gonna do a pay-per-view you got to do storylines you got to do things that build to it you got to do things that give you your week-to-week content and even your you know month-to-month content something to mean here i mean we'll have a clear idea what this show is going to be specifically yeah. after january 4th i think that's when a lot of things will be decided in terms of the the outcomes here uh but i do want to get that covered talking about though for ring of honor they have all this stuff with the elite going on but the elite at final battle is in the majority of their championship matches there's a good chance the elite walks out of final battle with all of the ring of honor championships attached to them Mm, it's a fair point Mm. it's a very fair point yeah, Final Battle is a big show. We are covering it. We do have a landing page, so if you want to know everything going on with the show 
and you're like you're a casual fan, you're more WWE sided, uh, go and check that out. It's up at WrestleZone.com. It's everything in one page, uh, and that's coming up on December 14th. We'll have a better idea of all that. I think maybe Ross, we're gonna have to have you on next week. You're such an expert. I love all the things you're doing here. Uh, while we're talking about broadcasters, Logan Blade said, "Who needs Kevin Kelly? We have Kevin Kellum. We have too many Kevins with phonetic names. Let's just say that uh, Kevin Kelly is a fantastic broadcaster. I can't, I can't, uh, I can't lace up his boots." Uh, I don't. Does he wear boots? I would probably wear his regular shoes. Uh, I would. I would he doesn't wear shoes loafers. when he's interviewing people. We know that. Mm. <laughs> what if he's just wearing like boxer shorts underneath the table? We don't know. It could be like hey, he could be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Supercard uh, needs names. Mainstream people will know. No offense, New Japan, but if you don't know the name, you're not interested. Diehard fans will love it. Guess what? Show's already sold out. So live, it's already made its money. Uh, so uh, you, you can uh, you can uh, you know get on that salt lick there because you just took the bait there on your own thing. Um, do we get a Rick Reed uh, moment? Someone, someone, uh, G1, uh, WrestleMania 35. Well, you're going to get a lot of moments WrestleMania weekend here. So let's just jump right into it, and we're getting into the question portion of everything that's going on here. I was asked earlier, does Alexa Bliss become a babyface at some point? No! She's God, a heel. I hope not. Not a chance. She's Little Miss Only Twisted Bliss. Only redons the tutu and gets that uh, intro back in her theme song. <laughs> the glitter. But... It's just glitter the whole time. That was her NXT thing. She came out and she liked things that were shiny and bright. She was she was Bailey with more sparkles. That's what they were going for. A more sparkly. I love sparkles. Someone needs to be out there with sparkles. Little girls, my niece, she loves sparkles. We need someone who has glitter and sparkles. Uh, so let's get into this. Um, yes, Seth did cash in at Money in the Bank. Uh, some big things kind of come in here. What do you think of WrestleMania? Is it too early to talk about this stuff now? We don't. We aren't even at Royal Rumble time, but WrestleMania in New York City, a big, big deal. Tickets are moving. It's not sold out yet, but it's it's selling well. I've uh, I've had maybe half a dozen friends tell me they've bought tickets uh, out in the Northeast area, and then I've had a couple of people uh, also tell me they bought tickets, you know, here in the Midwest. So I mean, it's still moving tickets. What do you think of WrestleMania this year? Is it's going to be another successful year? Of course. Well, financially, WrestleMania is always successful. The WrestleMania brand is bigger than the WWE brand in a lot of respects. Wow. But for the matches itself. I think it'll be good as long as they keep that belt on Daniel Bryan and mm. they give the hardcore fans something to go for while also presenting Brock Lesnar versus whomever. Right now, it's a rumor to be Seth Rollins. And if Rollins can beat Lesnar, that's a big pop. Wow. What do you think of that? Those are yeah. two solid main events. I mean, if you have Daniel Bryan with a championship at WrestleMania, something they've they've had him win it, they've had him go into it and lose it in like a fluky match and stuff like that. But for whatever reason, outside of one WrestleMania, he's never been the featured guy. I mean, he had that one WrestleMania and he'll always have that. If he never came back to the ring, he would always be the man who was WrestleMania 30, uh, connected with the, you know, Undertaker leading the streak, a very historic performance. He's had many of them outside of WrestleMania. But this could be his year again. I think Daniel Bryan could be, really be that guy, depending on what we get out of Royal Rumble. I don't see him losing this title before WrestleMania. I I don't either, and I wouldn't be surprised if you see a lot more guys like Daniel Bryan getting t guys and girls like Daniel Bryan getting titles before WrestleMania season. Because this yeah. is, look, we can sit here and pretend that WrestleMania is untouchable, but this year WrestleMania is in New York, mm -hmm. where Madison Square Garden is already booked with Ring of Honor. It's GCW's home territory. Evolve runs New York like it's no like there's no tomorrow. There are a lot of places where this is already home territory. You have a a fan base that while, yes, they will go to the show, you still want to give them a show that they can react to. And WWE always likes to do that. And so I wouldn't be surprised if you see them give give us a champion, Daniel Bryan. They give us a champion, you know, Seth Rollins in the main event. I wouldn't be surprised if more of that, more of the talent that was very popular in Ring of Honor and places of the like 10 years ago wow. are going to be on the top of that WWE. Which is crazy card when you think about WrestleMania it. WrestleMania season. Yeah, when, I, when I you're mean, it's already what, Yeah, it's already that. It's already what WWE looks like. You've got you've got Steen, you've got Generico, Styles. you've got Tyler Black, you've got Brian Danielson, you've got AJ Styles who goes all the back all the way back to the inception of Ring of but Honor. They're WWE still gonna complain, right Ross. now. Ross, they're still going to complain. They're still I know they're, going to complain. I'm not saying they I'm not saying they won't complain, but I'm saying if they give them this, WWE will at least be able to say, you always complain. Look what we gave you, and you still complained. We gave you wrestling, and you still crapped on it, all right? You wouldn't watch no. some... Yeah. You, you, went watch... to, you went to see Madison Square Garden like some <laughs> retro fan. <laughs> retro fan. 
Yeah, yeah I, need, I need the future. Um, so I do want to get into this question. I, we have a bunch of them there. Final battle. Yes, it does look like a, an exciting card. John Cena set to come back January 7th. He'll be on live events yeah. in December. We've been talking about this. Where does Cena fall into the mix here? Dan, I, I've been talking about Daniel Bryan, John Cena for the title. John Cena trying to break the all-time record and a newly healed Daniel Bryan trying to fend him off from that. Uh, that has some money around it. I've seen these guys in the ring before, but you add something else to this match, you put some steps on it, you maybe throw a ladder in there. I don't know. But I don't know. That one sounds exciting. Even though it's a match we've had before, I think the, the circumstances make it a, a whole different spice. Uh. Well, and, and the concerns me there is that they're going to end up going... You know, hey, John, remember when you dated Nikki Bella and I'm married to Brie Bella? Well, guess what? <laughs> You're not my future brother-in-law anymore, and I'm going to kick your head off. I have I no brother-in-law. Well, yeah, and it's, it just feels like, like I said, it feels like the kind of matchup that you can really get fans to buy into. Yeah. I mean, whether or not... No matter how you feel about John Cena, no matter how you feel about Daniel Bryan, it creates an internet versus WWE match without even really having to say that. You Bingo. know what I mean? It it creates the Ring of Honor versus WWE, Independence versus WWE, whatever you want to call it. If you want John Cena to successfully get to the top of the mountain, beat Ric Flair's record, become the most successful WWE champion in the history of WWE champions, who better to put him through the ringer than a heel Daniel Bryan with the WWE title. I mean, who better than the, I mean, he's basically the American dragon again at this point, we're going to get the American dragon versus John Cena at WrestleMania. They can open the show with that and people will still react to it. Yeah. A lot of people are excited about this. Uh, What do you think about the controversy around Lars Sullivan? My feed went crazy. Things he has said, any reason Lars passed being dug up. Now, of course, this is related to some stuff that he posted in a kind of bodybuilding muscle fitness message board from many years ago, but prior to even, even being re- uh, recruited by WWE. And a lot of it uh, not favorable for somebody who works for WWE <laughs> and especially the modern WWE company that has uh, that, that uh, uh, pursues a much uh, different uh, corporate personality and corporate persona and tries genuinely to do a lot of charitable things for a lot of different progressive groups. The, the, whether that's up for debate or not, or a lot of people think that's just a PR thing. Certainly he said things that if you can find these things, we have them over at RussellZone.com, is that he said some stuff that was definitely uh, would not be seen as as in sync with that and wouldn't, wouldn't be seen as appropriate by a lot of people. How does this affect him? Because they're still teasing the idea that he's going to drop up on SmackDown or Raw at any moment. I think there is there is plenty of stuff that he said that's horrible, but I think the stuff that's really going to get in, him in trouble is, A, the fact that he said some things about Stephanie McMahon that I won't repeat because I think we all know what he said about Stephanie McMahon, and that's... That's your boss right there. Yep. And then second of all, the things he said about KFC, which is a pretty regular sponsor of WWE. I mean, he he basically called them a, a low-class food chain or something like that. Well, he, he excuse really... me. The great people at formerly Kentucky Fried Chicken do not deserve. I, I understand Stephanie something. I understand there's many people that were offended by what he said, Ross. But really, I think he crosses the line when he comes at our fried chicken there is a line. Well, it's not that he came at the fried chicken. It's that he came at a sponsor. I he mean, that's, that's what it comes down to. He, he, he came, he, at, he came the at the sides. money. He came, he came at, at the at macaroni it. and cheese. He came at the $20 bucket feast. The Colonel's getting calls down to Stanford, Connecticut, yelling in Vince McMahon's ear about how his, his recipe is going to be given out there. Come on now. Come on now, Lars. You have to remember, though, WWE has been fighting for sponsors like this for decades. I remember the Stacker 2 days, the days (laughs) when they were just, there were days when they were just started by Mountain Dew Kickstart or just one flavor of Pepsi or something, or they could only be Diet Mountain Dew. Mm. Now they're getting full brands. They're getting full brands like KFC. They're getting full brands like Pepsi. And I... I would not want to mess with that, especially if it's someone like Lars Sullivan, where let's face it, they it's not like he's the only giant bodybuilder they have in the WWE. They got Braun Strowman. They probably have like three more Lars Sullivans in the performance center. And if he's coming at the money, 
he's coming at the money. I mean, WWE has looked the other way on yeah. some horrid stuff, but they're not going to look the other way on money. But I think they've already proven by continuing to run the vignettes that they are going to look the other way if they're even concerned about this at all. Because obviously it was in the past. I think just it's a lot of people digging up stuff. I don't think they're going to punish him. He hasn't debuted yet. Yeah. So all you can really say is that WWE has gone like they're still doing the vignettes they planned on. That's yeah. easy to talk. That's easy to talk a sponsor down from. They always planned on doing these vignettes. They're gonna maybe air some more to see how much time they can really stretch out of it, so they can figure out what they want to do with him. But until he gets in that main roster ring, he's not safe. And he, he's not safe. I can't say he's safe. At no. Least. And there's other guys who've said stuff that is definitely uh, in in the modern age. You know, there's a different standard for what we think is acceptable with celebrities and entertainers and athletes now. And when these things yeah. kind of come out, people say this is the line we don't want you to go to. That that line is getting a lot more clear. Though some people say the narrative changes for different people depending on who I, you want. And I I would say the line right now is the sponsor. I think there's yeah. a lot of people in WWE that can say whatever they want, but I haven't heard Dolph Ziggler come out and say crap about cricket. I haven't heard uh, Becky. Lynch Lynch say a single I mean she has been on fire on Twitter has she brought up a single sponsor yet mm -hmm. other people bring up their favorite past WWE sponsors like Stridex pads yep. and Chef Boyardee and Ico Pro you want to get ripped Ico Pro that wasn't a sponsor that was just them trying to get over <laughs> uh, that was one of the like funniest saying, bits on this week's Edge and Christian show. If you look it up, please look up their Ico Pro commercial. Ico Pro was a former like muscle fitness supplement that WWE. I think they owned it. Did they own Ico Pro? Yeah, yeah it, was, it was pushing it. It was it was one of Vince's products, and it it also quickly went away after Vince got indicted, which happened 25 years ago last week. Mm, look at that. Uh, this is a question, James uh, Spanando Fernando. What a name. Uh, does Jessica Havitt deserve a chance? WWE, I hope she does. Now, just like Havoc, you bring up somebody who says something that, that's unfavorable, and some people say it hurts their career. Now, you know, she's had a, certainly some trials and different looks with WWE, and they've they, she's been around the facility of Florida once or twice, and some people say that she would be a great pickup by WWE, and she said some things on the internet that were unfavorable that a lot of people wouldn't agree with. Uh, you know, this is, you know, uh, another thing here. Does Do people deserve another chance after they say these things? As we get into this kind of conversation, Cedric Alexander got it. He didn't lose a title because of that. He kept going. Mm -hmm. No, I, I think everyone deserves a second chance. And like I said, we don't know what they're going to do with Lars Sullivan. I'm just saying, unless Jessica Havoc has come after, uh, I don't know, what's another WWE sponsor that they've had lately? Unless she's, she's come after any sponsors, I don't see any way they can't spin it as well. She said some terrible stuff when she was on the independent scene. As you know, no one on the independent scene is really, they're not held to account unless they have like a big name sponsor, which a lot of them don't. They're not held to account. They can say whatever they want. And ultimately you can just say, well, I was trying to get heat. Mm -hmm. Whether they believed it or not, whether they apologized for it or not, you can say, I was just trying to get heat. I was on the independence. I was trying to make a name for myself in any way. And now look at it. We're talking about Jessica Havoc and WWE in the same conversation simply yeah. because she said some controversial stuff however long ago. Yeah. Uh, some of the, some, a lot of the independent guys, sometimes if they're hot and they're, they're filling up their calendar and they think, oh, I, I got heat. Well, that's good, right? You know, I still got my space. I'm still selling my 8 by 10s I'm still pushing my pro wrestling tees.com. Oh, by the way, you can get your WrestleZone t-shirts at ProWrestlingTees.com. What's your favorite WrestleZone t-shirt at ProWrestlingTees.com, uh, Ross? My personal favorite is Internet Darling. I love that one. I'm a fan of Internet Darling. I'm, yeah. I'm a fan of the classic logo. I think it's a good logo. Yeah. I also like the logo. Let's get the, logo, logo, let's nice. get, let's get the yeah. logo out there. Uh, we're talking WWE and sponsors. I like this question. Do you think there will be a KFC WWE Royal Colonel Rumble? This year, they've done these kind of fun commercials. I thought this was fine. People got really upset about this, uh, where where they did like uh, they had a chicken, they had people in chicken outfits and have a match, and they filmed it like a commercial. I thought it was yeah. fine. I think these things are fine. This is delightful yeah. diversions that are fun. They uh, people say Shawn Michaels should not be dressed up like the Colonel. No, the Colonel super kicking someone is fun. If you like fried chicken, you like WWE, <laughs> you want to see Shawn Michaels super kick somebody. I say get yourself out there. Uh, um, maybe a clown or a mascot or a vague reference to another brand, you know, uh, you know, maybe, maybe one of the ladies can uh, come out there. We'll, we'll get Ross back in here in a minute. Uh, we'll, we'll, you know, maybe one of the ladies can come out. There. I don't know. Who, who knows? You want who's the per, who's the person for the other big chain? Who, who runs Church's Chicken? Maybe the guy Chicago has a chicken chain. You, you don't know this, Robert, but I know Ross knows this. 
Ross, what if the guy from uh, Harold's Chicken, the the king guy, uh, <laughs> running around? Robert, look up Google Harold's Chicken. I've I've lost you. We're we're in the final stages of the show. I love, I, no, I love I love Harold's Chicken. I want Necro Butcher dressed up booking, as the Harold's Chicken yes, logo. Necro the, like, Butcher from early two thousands independent wrestling. I'm booking Necro Butcher. I'm booking I'm booking the Gobbledygooker. We're going white meat in this thing. Okay, I'm booking a lot of weirdos in this KFC Royal Rumble match. What other sponsor characters are we throwing in there, Robert, as we write off any sponsor we could potentially have? Well, I think uh, Wendy's would have to do something, considering how wrestling-centric they are on their Twitter account. Becky Lynch as Wendy. Dave Thomas's twisted daughter is in the mix. We're going intergender now. Did she change the game with Dollar Frosties? We know she did. All right? We know she did. At one point, I got to know, Ross. I got to know. We're getting really serious here in this fast food Royal Rumble. When does Ronald McDonald get in the mix? Oh, Ronald McDonald. I think WWE would love to get Ronald McDonald. They've been trying to get him a long time. They got that KFC money. They got that Mountain Dew money. If they could get that McDonald's money, like the Olympics, I mean, Mm -hmm. that's that's big money. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. These Harold Chicken logos have some pretty – those poor chickens. Yes, those poor chickens. The man has an ass. The man has an ass. Gobbledygooker's getting messed up. (laughs) Gobbledygooker's getting clearly messed up, okay? Yeah, Uh, yeah. I mean, decapitated. But we're still still talking star power in this KFC Fast Food WWE Royal Rumble, guys. Uh, If you're just joining us, we're talking uh, Fast Food Royal Rumble. What sponsors of different brands you want to see get in the ring? I'm going to be a little bit crazy. Let's go cereals. I'm saying Tony the Tiger gets in the mix. Gentlemen, this man's a heavyweight. He's great. He feels strong, very healthy, loves the kids. think he's going to be way over, big at the box office. What's the you, Ross? I still think Lucky Charms missed out by not doing anything in the Hornswoggle days. I You're mean, absolutely there's right. still got to be money in that. There's still got to be money in that. For leprechauns, I'm sure we can get one in there. <laughs> Burger King, King of the Ring. What? Oh, are you changing the game? Do you guys remember Jerry Lawler back in the 90s? They used to call him the Burger King. Yeah, I was about to say. Insult. Yeah. Burger King. Like- I, I was going to say Burger King Booker. <laughs> Oh Wendy. Yes. Uh Matt Crook said Southpaw Wrestling Battle Royale brought to you by KFC. Yes, they were a sponsor. KFC was a sponsor of Southwest Re- Southpaw Regional Wrestling. Uh now that's ta- a pre-show I'd watch right there. Uh Taco Bell and Timekeeper. A lot of people loving this. I'm in- guys, we're giving away money ideas here. We're giving away big money ideas here. Okay? And and just the man dude. Just, Vince McMahon, a million dollar man, are just laughing. Just laughing. We need uh, laughing it we up. We need Taco Bell. We need Taco Bell to sponsor a war game so we can get Taco Bell sponsoring <laughs> the meal beyond. <laughs> That's thinking outside the bun there, Ralph. Ah! Run for the border. We're at the end of the show. Uh, if you if you want to follow Ross Berman, Ross, where do they go? <laughs> <laughs> At Ross W. Berman IV on Twitter, I'll be up at 4.30 a.m. Eastern Standard for uh, World Tag League tomorrow morning. Check out New Japan Pro Wednesday on uh, WrestleZone.com. And uh, other than that, that's that's everything. Um, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DudeFelice. You can check out my clothing brand at Timekiller Apparel. And I know we didn't get to this, but we do have the sponsor, Power Slam Wrestling Network. And you can get a month free with WrestleZone free as the code. Yes, WrestleZone free as your code. And if you wanted just a sample of it, a lot of people say, oh, but I have a, I have a High Spots network. Well, a lot of the stuff on High Spots is on powerslam.tv. For example, over at WrestleZone.com today, you can watch two hosses go at it in one heck of a match. If you you know, we're talking we're talking New Japan with Ross today, Tohiro, uh, Tomohiro Ishii. The Stone Pitbull himself in the ring with Jeff Cobb. All right. You can watch that match for free right now at WrestleZone.com. And if you want to sign up at PowerSlam.tv, once again, use that promo code WrestleZone free and get yourself one month free there as well. Thank you so much for supporting everything we do. Give us a follow on all the socials. All right. Give us a follow at WrestleZone.com on the Facebook, on the IG. All right. Uh, I'm going to be busy out there. I am so busy this week. Uh, the radio station I work for, 101 WKQX is going to be very, very busy this weekend. Tomorrow, if you're in around Chicago, I'm going to be at my buddies on Clark uh, on a Friday afternoon. Excuse me, Friday afternoon, uh, I'm going to be there, and I'm going to be giving. I'm going to be there with the, the wonderful people 
the refined taste of Camarina tequila. And uh, come by and you can win yourself some tickets to the Nights We Stole Christmas, our big four-night residency that we're holding at the Aragon Ballroom starting tomorrow. A lot going on with that, so follow everything we're doing and so much more. All right, thank you guys so much for supporting what we do. For uh, for Robert DeFelis, for the Folk City Hustler, Mr. Ross Berman, uh, for any sponsor that we lost during this show, I'm, I'm sorry, we were just, we're just having fun with branding. I just want to remind you that as you see our show, it's interactive, it's fun. Thank you so much for supporting it. The best thing you can do is to share it. Tell your friends about this. You can't listen live. You listen to the podcast, you're laughing on your way to work. We've done our job. Thank you for supporting everything we're doing at WrestleZone.com. I ask you so much every day. We get so lost in everything. We need to enjoy wrestling.